retired fisherman even older and much less presentable than himself. Dad was 70. He'd done so well at this that it appeared he'd made a mistake in having worked as a butcher for the best part of 50 years. I put the umbrella up and, well, it worked. But standing underneath it, I felt a fraud. It was only just gone six. I had half an hour to kill before humour on the rails, so I crossed the road and drank a glass of London brown beer and smoked a cigarette in a pub called the Albert. When I returned to number 92, there were two men on the doorstep, an elderly party and a young chap perhaps in the early twenties. The elderly party was singing the praises of John Maycroft of humour on the rail fame, even as he took down the notice advertising the man's talk. He's awfully good, you know. He gave the talk at Cambridge. I'm led to believe it was an absolute riot. Where at Cambridge? asked the other, who wore a thick muffler. At Cambridge, at the university, you know, said the first chap. At the Cambridge University Railway Club? asked the younger one, evidently a stickler for fact. The older chap looked flummoxed, but I got him off the hook by asking, "'Is the talk cancelled?' "'Postponed,' he said without looking at me, which the young one made up for by staring. "'But we've been able to get a fill-in at short notice.' And, as he spoke, he pinned up a new notice in the box. "'Railway Club, January 25th, 17.' There has been a change to the advertised programme. Tonight, at 6.30, Mr Noel Downs of London University lectures on the Berlin-Baghdad Railway. There had originally been an H after the G in Baghdad, but this had been cancelled out by the overtyping of an X. The younger chap asked me, Are you a member of the railway club? Because you won't get in if you're not. Oh, I think an exception will always be made for an officer, the older man cut in, and I wondered how he could tell, since I was not in uniform and my northern accent was stronger than is commonly found amongst commissioned men. I was pleased, anyhow. The younger one softened to the extent of saying, It's members only, but they generally don't ask for cards to be shown. I am a member, I said, and I do have a card. I haven't seen you before, said the younger one. I'll bloody clock you in a minute, I thought, while saying, I'm a corresponding member. Where do you live? York. I was thinking about the Albert Public House. They served topping beer, and only tuppence a pint, and they ran to hot dinners. Did I really want to hear about the Berlin-Baghdad Railway? It was a scheme, as I recalled, that had come to grief in the war like many another, a German attempt to connect with, what was it called, Asia Minor. At first we hadn't troubled about it, but as Germany became the enemy we'd tried to block it. The thing had never been finished, as far as I knew, had never reached Baghdad, anyhow. There was fighting over there now, of course, us against Brother Turk and the Huns, with the Arabs somewhere in between, and more men dying of heat than bullets. 
An engine driver I knew, called Kemp, had gone out to Egypt with the East Yorkshires. He'd reasoned that you couldn't dig trenches in sand, so he reckoned he'd be better off than the blokes in France. But I heard that when he came back for his first leave, he'd lost two stone and spent the whole time looking for a mosquito net in the York stores without success. He'd seen the Sphinx, and reported it no higher than a tall tree. As to the digging of trenches, it was possible in sand. The elderly party was now unlocking the door, and a couple of blokes were approaching along the dark street. They looked like railway club types. I stepped off the doorstep of 92 as they came up. The elderly party explained to them about the change in the programme, and they took it easily in their stride. In fact, they didn't look at all surprised. Then all the